This is the Doctor Who podcast, and you are most welcome. Well, the excitement is building over the Gallifrey 23 convention, only a very few short days from now, and I've got some very special friends here in the camper van to talk about it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever to you all out there in Doctor Who podcast land. It's another episode of the Doctor Who podcast. And as I said in my intro, I've got two very special friends here in the camper van to give a bit of a preview, a bit of a teaser, a bit of a taster about the upcoming Gallifrey 23 convention, Network 23, which, if you're listening to this as it's come out, um, a very few short days away down there in beautiful LA. Hello, Chip, and hello, Michelle. Hello, Trev. It's good to be back in the camper van. And Chip, I'm... I, I have a hunch you've been so busy prepping for Gallifrey that you may not have heard our last podcast. Is that correct? It's entirely possible that I need to catch up. Okay, then <laughs> I, I just feel bounden to warn you that uh, on the last episode, Leeson revealed that this camper van is infested with poisonous snakes and insects. Mm, so just watch your feet. They weren't here last time I was here uh, when Tom wouldn't let me out of the box. Uh, is it possible that Leeson brought them? I was thinking the same thing. Maybe, yeah, they all seem to arrive when Leeson did. I mean, I don't want to call Leeson a, a poisonous reptile or snake, but um, the coincidence is there. You know, I love the huge uh, expanding cast of uh, the Doctor Who podcast. You guys are doing a great job these days, and many voices are great, but hissing and croaking... Not really necessary, guys. <laughs> Maybe time to have the new folks in the camper van check their critters at the door, but I just thought I should warn you, Chip. I take the warning, and uh, and it's worth it to hang out with some friends old and new and to talk about the best Doctor Who convention in the world. Yay. Yay, that would be the official Doctor Who convention. Yay. No. No. Oh no, which convention are we talking about? We're talking about Gallifrey One Network 23, the 2012 edition of this rapidly expanding, fantabulous uh, convention dedicated to Doctor Who this February, this very month, nay, just a few days from now, uh, featuring especially an almost total reunion of the uh, TV movie cast. Mm, very, very exciting. I mean, the uh, major guest for this convention is the Eighth Doctor himself, Paul McGann. And uh, as, as you rightly say, Chip, we've pretty much got everyone that was involved with that 1996 telly movie. Uh, it's got Paul McGann. It's got Phil Seagal. Who, who else is coming along as uh, was part of that wonderful telly movie? Well, the companion for the movie, Daphne Ashbrook, well, she's actually the actress that played the companion for the movie, but she'll be there, as will be uh, the other fella. E.G. So. That would be right. Oh, and even the master himself. That's right, yeah. Eric Roberts making an appearance. Uh, he, he doesn't usually do these sort of things, really, because uh, he, he's still quite a, uh, I suppose, what you call jobbing actor these days, so it's great that he's uh, you know, been able to find the time to come along to this. And the very 
TARDIS console from that movie. Oh, you're kidding. Yes. It will be there. Oh. You'll be able to get your picture taken with that TARDIS console, which is actually one of the things I'm looking forward to. You know, I should have prefaced when I started this episode by saying that everything you're going to be mentioning during this will make me horribly jealous, because as our listeners know, I can't make it out there this year. Neither can James, neither can Tom. But of course, both of you will be there. So this is just going to be half an hour, 45 minutes of you saying, nya, 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 we're going to be seeing this and you're not. I can think of no better way to spend <laughs> half an hour. But having that 96 telemovie console is fantastic because I've loved that console ever since I saw it. You know, it's, it's little hand-painted decals on it. Um, you know, the wonderful steampunky gothic feel to it. You know, the whole control room, really. That, that's going to be absolutely awesome. Yeah, it is. There's a lot to say about uh, Gallifrey 1 beyond just the convention guests, although we'll get to that, all the panels and all that other stuff. One question I, I had for you, Chip. It was interesting the way they structured the access to uh, the, the various guests last year, like Peter Davison and Janet Fielding, Sarah Sutton and whatever. What what sort of access do the fans have to the 96 telemovie cast this year in terms of panels and interviews and or, autograph sessions? It looks like there's going to be a lot of access, and that's in general, that is one of the glorious things about Gallifrey One is that not only are there loads of panels, but it's a fairly open convention um, that uh, you will see many, if not most, of the guests uh, milling about, uh, heading to the bar. Um, it's it, it's really great. But the cast members are going to be interviewed in the main ballroom. Um, you're going to see them on several. You're going to see them on several panels. And at 5:30 on Saturday night, on, on the Saturday, the the official TV movie reunion, uh, hosted by Charlie Ross. It's going to have Pete, Paul McGann, Daphne Ashbrook, Eric Roberts, E.G. So, and Peter Sagal all on the same stage together. And that's going to wow. be great. And uh, there is also going to be a live commentary on the movie with the whole gang on the Sunday at noon. Oh, man. (laughs) Is it too late to book my tickets? I tell (laughs) you. Looking forward to seeing Jake McGann, too, his son. Uh, who performed with him in the Big Finish audios. That's right. He did, um, wasn't a Companion Chronicle, was it? It was that Christmas one they did. What was it called? Actually, he, he's done a couple. Um, Has he? Yeah, oh, he did one know. that was uh, The Earthly Child, which reunited the Eighth Doctor, well, I guess for the first time, united the Eighth Doctor with his granddaughter Susan, and we met Alex Campbell, his great-grandson, in that one. And then uh, that one may have been a subscriber special, as I recall, but he came back, you're right, in the Christmas one, um, that was set inside the TARDIS. There's, there's some other really interesting things happening at the convention too. Um, I, I know one that you've mentioned in the past, Michelle, is uh, Louise Jamison's performance of uh, Pulling Faces is uh, going to get a go on the main stage on the Friday night. One of the things I really love is getting to see these great actors perform, and I wish there was more opportunity to do that at conventions. Uh, I would love to see them maybe do a variety show or a cabaret or something where folks got to, to do a speech or writers got to read a passage from their work or something. But last year, one of my favorite things was watching Fraser Hines do his little uh, segment on his time in Doctor Who. Uh, this time, Louise Jameson is going to do a, a full-fledged drama. And yeah, that, that, that'll be one of the things I'm looking most forward to. And they will also be showing, as uh, recently discussed on the DWP, they'll also be showing Cleaning Up. 
at the same time. That's I, I guess that'll be the that'll, that'll be the short film in advance. I'm assuming of uh, of pulling faces. So that's going to be back to back at 8:30 p.m. in the main marquee ballroom on Friday night. Excellent. I would definitely suggest anyone listening to this who's going to the convention to to leave that Friday night free for that Louise Jamison stuff, uh, cleaning up and pulling faces because they're both really, really excellent. I mean, Louise is great in cleaning up. She she really is, but she's just so different. And um, pulling faces, I think, also shows another side to Louise as well. We're going to have a bunch of interviews that day uh, outside of the um, TV movie cast, including... Um, Here's here's a guest that is a bit of a surprise, a wonderful surprise, actually. Uh, Caitlin Blackwood, Amelia Pond herself, making her uh, American debut. Mm, I, I think there's some bit of trivia floating around that she's the youngest guest ever to appear at a Gallifrey convention. That would be correct. She has taken it away from Tommy Knight, who was here a couple of years ago. <laughs> Taking a look at uh, some of the other names that are going to be there uh, in terms of big-name guests, uh, Camille Kaduri, uh Jackie Tyler, Toby Haynes, the director, Barnaby Edwards, um, Gary Russell, Simon Fisher Becker, and there is one thread in common for these five names, and that is going to be our friends at the Radio Free Scarrow podcast, who are going to be actually kicking off of the the whole convention, if you don't count the Gallifrey 101 uh, panel where newbies uh, learn the ropes of the convention. Radio Free Scarrow and The World of Tomorrow, starting at noon on the Friday, and that's going to have these five guests um, all kicking off the convention. And from what I understand, uh, you might be appearing in that? I certainly should be if I ever get my script written, but yes, I'll also be doing a two-minute Time Lord bit, uh, live uh, live and terrified. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's Speaking of terrified, it'll be fun watching um, sweat bead on uh, certain brows up there, uh, but Radio Free Scarrow is a great podcast. Most of our listeners also uh, would be aware of them, and uh, they really ass- assemble a tight panel of guests of high-flying guests and uh give great interviews it'll be a lot of fun if it's anything like the radio free scarrow presentation last year which i think they did on the saturday from memory Mm -hmm. um where they did their little show um if it's going to be anything like that then it will be a must see one of the things that i am looking forward to at this convention as i was last year is getting to learn a little bit more about podcasting and meet other podcasters um I found some of the most interesting panels last year to be the ones that featured podcasters. So that, for me, is one of the high points of this convention. Yeah, well, that that does lead rather neatly into one of the major parts of any Gallifrey convention, the discussion panels. Now, now we've already talked about there's going to be a podcasting panel there, which our very own Michelle is going to appear on, along with Chip, who's I'm going to be moderating it. But there's certainly plenty of other panels and discussion forums that take place across the entire weekend. I mean, if I just pick a couple of random titles here from the quite staggeringly long page of lists on the uh, Gallifrey website, there's there's a panel on Sarah Jane as my doctor, uh, designing the perfect companion, crafting in Doctor Who, uh, the magic of Doctor Who music. Uh, There's tons and tons of panels and and discussion forums happening all over the weekend, which I'm I'm sure any fan will be able to find something interesting to uh, go and watch. One one thing I I always enjoyed about the discussion panels is that if they're timed right and they're at the right part of the day, they're a fantastic way to go and sit in a room and just unwind for a little while, like you might have spent a, a really exciting time 
um, in an interview panel or during one of the uh, main guests' uh, spots. It's great to be able to go into one of those discussion rooms, uh, panel rooms, and just have a bit of a chill out and listen to a bit of chat about some aspect of Doctor Who. One of the things I like best about the panels is how interactive they are. Usually there's some discussion up front on the panel itself, but then it seems inevitably it gets open to questions from the audience, which can become a kind of discussion because there's not a lot of distance between you and the panelists, and I really like that element of it. I I also really like the panels at Gallifrey One because as a bigger convention... Uh, you can be guaranteed that uh, most of the panelists, if not all, are going to be uh, really experts in the field. Uh, I'm looking specifically at uh, the Magic of Doctor Who music panel. Uh, a friend of mine, Emily Kalsalik, is there. She's a Ph.D. student in musicology and things. people like that. You know, they bring a lot of stuff to the table. It's... It's, there's always some entertaining uh, fanish conversation at these panels, but uh, most of the panelists bring something really special to it. Um, and that's, that's something that you can't say for all conventions, for smaller conventions. Um, you, we're, pulling, we're pulling fans from around the world here to Los Angeles, and they've got lots of interesting things to say and lots of stuff to bring to the table. I particularly recommend any of the panels that involve writers from the show. Uh, Those are the folks, without the writers, you wouldn't have the adventures, you wouldn't have the story, you wouldn't have anything that comes on top of it. And these folks are so brilliant, and they have the ability to be brilliant even on a panel. Uh, Last year I found that some of my favorite experiences were, were listening to the writers talk amongst themselves and talk with the audience. Yeah, yeah, for me too. I mean, it's... Interesting with the uh, breadth of stuff that happens at a Gallifrey convention, I found myself really drawn and interested to stuff that I really thought I wouldn't be drawn and interested to. And just one thing that sticks out was the masquerade that is happening uh, for this convention on Saturday night. Now, basically, it's a chance for people who do cosplaying or uh, costuming to create something absolutely magical for the convention, put it on display on that Saturday night, and uh, I think possibly win a prize for the like best costume or best category, basically. So certainly, me, the masquerade, for example, was something that I thought, oh, I'm not really interested in that. I'm not really into cosplay. I'm, I'm not a dresser-upper. But I went along to it anyway and thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I sat there, I think it was for over two hours just watching the uh, costumes parade all over the stage and them getting judged and stuff like that. It, it was a fantastic uh, time. It's, it's a virtual pageant. I mean, it's... It's that entertaining, and uh, comedian Charlie Ross is uh, going to be uh, the the halftime entertainment. It uh, not being a, con- a costumer, I don't know exactly why it takes a long time in between the uh, procession of costumes and the judging uh, before the awards are presented. But uh, I am told that Charlie Ross is a very very funny guy who's going to have uh, a lot to say about uh, Doctor Who and his routine and. Uh, the, the masquerade really is the centerpiece of the entire convention. Now, one of the other things at the convention, which, which I really enjoyed last year, I popped into the uh, Bob May Memorial Charity Auction last year. Now, this is an auction they've held, I, th- I think, for quite a few years at the Gallifrey Convention. 
And this year, the the charity they are putting all proceeds toward is Students Run LA, which is a, a school-based mentoring and fitness program for uh, middle and high school students in the LA area. So every year they pick a very worthy cause and, you know, they auction off a whole tonne of memorabilia. I think I remember last year they had a, a piece of the David Tennant TARDIS set, the one that blew up, and uh, that, that went for some astronomical figure. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going. It's going to be. A, it's going to be such a great event, and um, I like the fact that uh, Gallifrey One chooses a different um, charity uh, each year. Uh, what does? What's the community need? What's sort of in the spirit of the times? A wonderful thing to see the convention not just sort of lining its pockets. It's, that's a crude way of putting it. But um, mm. the, this is this is a nonprofit convention for fans by fans doing great things for the community. One thing I just quickly want to talk about, guys, one of the main things that I noticed that seemed to go slightly wrong last year was the whole um, issue with the autographs. Um, You know, despite the amazing efforts of Sean and his team, I think things still went wrong last year with the whole autograph system. Just just having a quick look at the website there today, they, they seem to have gone for a different system here to try and... I suppose, figure out the best result with that. So they've gone for stuff like um, a, a premium autograph queues, sponsored autograph queues, and standard autograph queues. Do you, do you guys have any opinion about whether this will work better than you know, the way it did last year? I'm not much of an autograph maven, so I don't know. Uh, but I think they're between a rock and a hard place there because the convention is becoming so much larger. There's so many people attending that whatever system they have is uh ultimately going to involve a lot of waiting. They tried some different things in the last couple of years, and they just couldn't scale against just a huge population. So they've got uh, some autographs in different groupings. There are there are different schedules and things happening, um, if, and I recommend autograph seekers uh, check the routine um, very carefully on the website so that they can budget their time better. Um, I I have to admit that if if autographs are your passion, Gallifrey One may not be an ideal circumstance for you, but there is mm. so much more to Gallifrey One than autographs. Um, the vast majority of guests at Galley, uh, they they are open, they are going to be accessible. Uh, it's going to be the so, so-called premium um, guests that you're probably going to have to wait some for. Yeah, I mean, I, I can offer a slightly different perspective to that. Um, I, I tried on three occasions um, to use their autograph system and, and try and get an autograph just, I suppose, you know, the normal way and, and failed miserably on all three occasions. But what I found was that I, I could approach the guests, like Janet Fielding was selling autographs in the dealer's room. Um, Sarah Sutton set up a little impromptu booth out in the main foyer for a couple of hours on uh, Sunday morning, for example. Um, so I, I was able to approach them, and in some cases I had to pay a little bit of money, say $10, um, but I, I think it was worth it because I hadn't been able to get it the other way, so this was a quick and easy way of being able to get an autograph. So like you say, Chip, I think if you are, are passionate about your autographs, then you should possibly consider maybe spending just a little bit of money to, I suppose, A, cut down on the amount of time that you've got to spend in queues, and B, have a much better chance of securing the autograph that you really want. Tenth Planet Events in the UK helps sponsor some of the guests who uh, come to Galley, and many of those guests will be um, 
participating in sponsored autographs. But there are also groups of free and open, um, and it's uh, uh, again, if you're an autograph seeker, um, go to the website. Uh, Sean Lyon, the uh, program manager, and um, you know the great Rassilon of the Gallifrey One convention has um, <laughs> has plenty of details on the website. Well, it wouldn't be a Doctor Who convention without a dealer's room, and Gallifrey 23 is no different. Um, I remember last year probably spending a little bit too much time in the dealer's room and probably spending just a little bit too much money on Doctor Who-related T-shirts and figurines and sonic screwdrivers. My uh, suitcase will bear testament to the uh, incredible weight I had on the way back to Australia. But um, just just looking at the amount of dealers I have this year, it, it, it seems like there's a lot more, but they're still in the same space so it's it's a, certainly going to be a very bustling little room i think there certainly should be plenty to keep uh, any doctor who fan who wants to increase their collections uh, happy there in the dealer's room I, I see they've got a thing here just just looking at another part of the website about the whole getting involved with the gallifrey convention now they always say with the gallifrey convention if it's your first time don't get involved go there and enjoy it go there and have fun and that's certainly what i did last year but if anyone's listening um who's been to a few gallifreys and um i suppose has has the urge to want to give a little bit more back there's certainly uh some information on the website if you want to volunteer for the convention i'm I'm sure sean will welcome you with open arms if you want to even just give him a few hours on one of the days to marshal cues or to uh help out at a panel or something like that. So, yeah, get get in touch with the Gallifrey people as well because they're always looking for uh, volunteers to help them out. I must say last year was my first year and it was extremely gratifying to see the level of volunteerism that they have there and, and real helpful to have them around. Mm-hmm. Last year was my uh, second year and I followed I followed the instructions and didn't volunteer the first year. Uh, second year I volunteered a bit uh, the, the night off uh, as part of the TARDIS Movers Brigade helping to actually set up on Thursday night. So um, I definitely recommend it. Uh, they could certainly use the help. And But if it's your first time, just enjoy the convention. I mean, certainly for me last year, being my first convention, I was overwhelmed enough being there with um, over 2,000 Doctor Who fans. And if this year's pre-registration of over 1,800 is any indication, I think they're even going to break that record this year as well. So uh, Gallifrey convention seems to be going from strength to strength year after year. It does, and you know, that sounds like a lot of people, and I'm sure it will be, but it has often been mentioned that one of the strengths of Gallifrey is getting to get together with other fans and getting to chat with other fans, and uh, maybe it's that many more people to make friends with. That is, and and compared to compared to big American cons like Dragon Con um, or the San Comic Diego Con. Comic Con, which isn't really a con so much as a trade show, this feels comparatively intimate and you will find your tribe here no matter what sort of doctor <laughs> who fan you are well speaking of finding people we've, we've briefly talked about it at the beginning but one of the other incredibly important parts of any gallifrey convention is the so-called lobby con now pretty much that's the unofficial gathering of fans in the lobby usually after the main programming is finished for the day and certainly on the nights in the lead up to the convention itself, I think it kind of starts around Thursday night. And it's a place where you can go and speak to other fans. Often some of the guests pop down for a drink. Um, it's it's an incredibly noisy but in- incredibly uh, fascinating place to be once the uh, main convention uh, timetable has exhausted for the day. That's true. There are uh, 
there is a small change to LobbyCon this year in that the hotel is cracking down on outside um, beverages in the lobby. Of course, the hotel bar will be open until certain hours, and the hotel staff will have a cocktail bar out there. Um, but it's still likely to be a great central shared space for everybody to um, pop up from room parties, to get connected, to um, swap stories to all hours of the night. Um, Gallifrey One is as much about the people as the programming. And that's certainly not yeah, going to change. Absolutely. One of my fondest non-convention memories of the convention was sitting in the foyer in some very, very comfy chairs one night, sitting there with Stephen from Radio Free Scaro, Chris and Laura from the Udcast, James was there as well, and people popping in and out over the course of a few hours and just sharing and chatting. And it, it was absolutely magical experience. I mean, I wish I was there this year and I'll certainly be there next year uh, because just the ability to talk to these people about the show that we all love um, was incredible. I want to jump in here because uh, just to represent the introverts of the world, I have to admit that last year being my first uh, Gallifrey convention, I went alone and I struggled a little bit. I, I heard all the wonderful talk ahead of time about the great camaraderie and everything was there. But if you're an introvert like me, it may be rather hard to walk up to strangers who are in conversation. So I wanted to make sure to put in an invitation here. One of the things I am most looking forward to at this convention is getting to meet the listeners of the Doctor Who podcast. So if you see uh, somebody there, a woman wearing a Doctor Who podcast t-shirt, by all means, <laughs> you are more than welcome uh, to come up and say hello. I would love to meet you. I would love to chat with you. Would you say um, that they are most welcome? You are most welcome. <laughs> you are most welcome. <laughs> And I, I should admit that everybody there is ex extremely welcoming. They are friendly and, and uh, has nothing to do with anybody being standoffish. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Well, that's you know, not true. I hate Don't be people. shy. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the two-minute Time Lord. You know how they say never meet your heroes. <laughs> heroes. <clears throat> right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't know me from – if you're just listening to this podcast, yes, I do love people. I, I, you, listener over there, I even love you. Seriously. You love him? As long as he doesn't hug me too long. We'll be sure to put that to the test in a few days' time, because as you're listening to this, uh, Gallifrey is a very few short days away. The 17th to the 19th of February at the LA Marriott in the beautiful uh, city of Los Angeles in the United States. Um, if you haven't already booked your tickets, then, well, why haven't you? I do believe at this stage, though, you can only buy tickets at the door. The convention rate for uh, accommodation, I believe, uh, has been totally exhausted. As have most of the rooms, but there are hotels in the area, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So there are, uh, there are certainly plenty of hotels in the area. I remember last year, uh, Chris and Laura from the Udcast actually had to stay at the hotel across the road and down the street because they couldn't get into the Marriott. But uh, I think rates are pretty comparable with hotels around the area. So, yeah, if you haven't already... Organise yourself to get out to uh, Los Angeles, or if you're in LA already, then you've got no excuse. Go and spend a day down at uh, Gallifrey 23. And by all means, please come see us at the podcasting panel. Uh, it's going to be that's going to be my one plug for this uh, convention. Um, uh, I'm going to be co-moderating it with uh, Warren from Radio Free Scarrow, and Ken Deep from Podshock, Nancy Allegria from the Happiness Patrol, and our own Michelle are all going to be on there, and we have a special guest, the 
the producer of The Incomparables podcast, but also the senior editor of Macworld Magazine, plug, plug for my platform here, Jason Snell. So we're going to be talking <laughs> about uh, the technology of making podcasts as well as uh, the future of podcasting, and that's going to be at 11 a.m. on the Saturday. Well, I'm sure you'll all be able to hear it, because being a podcasting panel, it usually gets taped by about oh, 15 or 20 or 30 people in the audience, so it's bound to show up on a few podcasts out there in the coming weeks after Gallifrey. There might be more microphones than panelists, yes. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> now, Chip I, but yeah. Chip, I know you said that that was going to be your one plug, but is there any truth to the rumor I've heard that you're actually trying to be on every single panel at Gallifrey? I have chosen poorly. Uh, okay, you, you dragged it out of me. I'll be participating on, with Radio Free Scarrow in the World of Tomorrow on Friday morning, and I'm going to be, and I am excited about this, I'm going to be helping moderate with uh, Doris Egan and Jane Espenson uh, for the their live commentary of the second episode of Torchwood Miracle Day. Um, and I'm going to be on a panel uh, debating the merits of Amy Pond and a panel uh, debating the merits of uh, Stephen Moffat's run in Series 6. So it should be loads of fun. You will be a busy, busy man. A busy, busy man indeed, Chip. Now, one way for those people who aren't attending... Gallifrey 23 to actually be part of the action. Um, one way I found it incredibly gratifying last year, even though I was there, was to be on Twitter. Now, if you search for hashtag Galley, so that's hashtag G-A-L-L-Y, pretty much everyone who was on Twitter at the convention uh, uses that hashtag when they're talking about the convention. So if you want up-to-the-minute updates of what's going on um, at the con, then uh, get on Twitter, and because that's certainly I'll be hanging off every word of Twitter over that weekend, just so I can feed just a little bit part of the action. And, Trev, I know that we've joked about rubbing your nose in it, but to be honest with you, my biggest disappointment for this galley is that uh, none of the other Doctor Who podcast folks are going to be there, so we will be missing you. Oh, I tell you, we're going to make up for it next year. We'll be there in force. At least two of us are going to be there, and I've heard mutterings that a third of our team is making preparations. So, who knows? I'm going to hold my breath until I hear confirmation that Trevor, James, Tom, and Leeson are going to be there. That'll make for really short two-minute Time Lord podcasts. <laughs> Can't talk, holding breath. Okay, well, while Chip holds his breath there, we might say adieu and farewell for this review episode of Gallifrey 23. Thanks for joining us. If you're going, I hope you enjoy it. If you're not, jump on Twitter. And if you aren't going, well... Organise yourself now. You've got a few days to do it. But before we go, this is going to be a very special week for the Doctor Who podcast uh, in relation to the Gallifrey Convention because over the next couple of days we'll be releasing some very short podcasts which uh, James, myself and Michelle will be sharing our, I suppose you call it intimate or, or personal thought from our experiences from last year's Gallifrey Convention. They're going to be horribly self-indulgent. They're not going to be reviews of the convention, but they're going to be our personal thoughts about our whole experience with uh, the uh, Gallifrey phenomena. And I, we're really putting them out there to, I suppose, whet your appetite for Gallifrey 23. So leading all the way up to the beginning of Galley, we'll have some little special intimate podcasts from some of the presenters here uh, at the DWP. So I hope you enjoy them. Well, all it leaves me to say is thank you, Chip. It was my pleasure, Trev. And thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me again. 
You've made me even more jealous over the space of the last 45 minutes, and I thank you very much for that. Yeah, that was my pleasure. But I'm sure you're going to have a ball. It's going to be fantastic, and I, I look forward to hearing all about it um, when you get back. So, yeah, until we talk again, farewell from me. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. See you later. That was the Doctor Who Podcast, which you can find at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. If you have any feedback, please send it in to feedback at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and via the Doctor Who Podcast forums. Thank you for listening. Take care.